Andre Sokovia Show. This is the Andre Sokovia Show, and I am your host, Andre Sokovia. Thank you for joining me on the program on this very hot day today. I, I have dreaded this moment. I mean, we're not technically in the so-called heat yet, since there's still... Uh, some cooling temperatures and some rain in the forecast, but overall, like generally speaking, it, everybody's like in California has been complaining about when are we gonna get the heat over here? We're tired of the cold. You know, I, to those people, I always say, be careful what you wish for because they're usually the first ones to complain about how hot it gets over here. And when we have heat like 10 months out of the year, it seems, when we finally get the cold and we get an opportunity like this last season to actually have snow, to actually look up at the mountains and see them covered in powdered uh, white, that was pretty awesome. And most of everybody that complained, I don't know who went to the mountains. I didn't have a chance to really go see that. Uh, there's a snow in person, but um, I, I really wanted to, so I made a small trip to Mount Baldy, you know, just to get that urge to play with snow out of me, but oh, I didn't get to spend much time there with my kids. So maybe next season if this heat persists, but that's neither here nor there. I'm just trying to process how I'm going to get through the stack of news that I have here because this episode is another one of those news roundups because where it's it's we're in April already so I got to catch you up on the news of March and believe me March has been quite an interesting month of a lot of lot of different headlines so this is what we're going to do uh, I'm going to I'm there's three different subjects so to speak that all of these headlines fall under so we're going to tackle three um like the three different ones uh, at a time and i'll kind of pile up all those headlines in one and we'll just proceed on to the next segment from there because otherwise this is look this is the boring part of the show Uh, i'm not a news anchor i could be but i'm not a news anchor and i don't want to be that, but if I were going to be a news anchor, I, I, I'm really inspired by Britt Hume. He used to be at the uh, 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 Fox News. I don't know what he's doing today now, but another one that uh, that I admired his his delivery and presentation was uh, Brian Williams before he obviously fell from grace. But anyway, those are the two um, anchors that uh, um, I had. I respect for their delivery of news to make the mundane interesting. So I hope to be able to channel some of that here. As we cover some of these headlines that uh, are going to affect you directly. It's, uh, so just just bear with me because we're going to try to go through as quickly as possible and also move on for sanity's sake. <laughs> but here's the news that you missed in the month of March of 2019. All right. And first off, this one's like a general thing thrown out. This is like na- national news. This is from the Wall Street Journal. It says, buyer beware that Hollywood special effects not permeate property listings. Now, there's a paywall for this article, so if, I'm going to leave a link to it. So if you have Wall Street Journal, you'll be able to read the whole thing. But what this article is basically referring to is that there are some listings that you're able to find for houses when you're house shopping where the pictures look fantastic. They look clean. They look touched up probably a little more than it should be and that's because it is there's such thing as digital staging because it's for some people it's too expensive to pay the fee to stage a home and staging a home means if you're going to list a house and you know and it's and it's vacant you can pay a servicing company that brings in furniture of the sort and basically stages the house to look presentable to give people that are buying an idea of what it might look like if they have that kind of furniture or furnishings 
So that costs a lot of money, and some people have found that it's a little cheaper to be able to do digital staging because augmented reality and with computers, you can do so much, and including Photoshop. So some are digitally staged, but some have gone as far as to actually change the look of the inside of the house completely. Like, oh, you know, I have plans to burst open this wall to let in more light and have a more open concept of my kitchen. So they don't have that in real life, but hey, they'll post that they do on the MLS. So just an FYI out there that some property listings, buyer beware. Yes, that's true. And I, I don't do this from my listings and I always discourage those others to do it from their listings because look, why are you gonna Photoshop a fireplace there when first off, there is no fireplace. So that's that. So just giving you the FYI there. That's what the Wall Street Journal article is bringing to attention. So that now, if you are able to buy, this is for you in California. And this is from the Los Angeles Times. It's pretty hilarious that high taxes be damned. The rich keep moving to California. I actually saw a caricature about this in World Magazine um, about the poor leaving California and then the rich ramming in limo into California. So the hilarious part is that uh, um, it was assumed that color that, that the rich were fleeing California because of the, you know, the income tax is so expensive. So as the LA Times points out, in fact, more wealthy people are moving to California than leaving, research indicates. It's the poor and middle class who are departing, like I just said. It makes sense if you're rich in color if you're getting rich in California and can afford to live comfortably here in this balmy climate, there's little incentive to leave except to stick it to the tax collector in Sacramento. And that's pretty funny because also true. Because yes, if you can afford to live here, then yeah. And this segues to the next batch of headlines I'm going to go over. So that covers two of the outside of these three segments uh, or three headline sections of the news. Because all of most of these uh, rest of the articles deal with rent control. And I'm going to get more into this um, piece that the National Association of Realtors posted for the Realtor Party News uh, on March 12. It, they're bringing to attention that state rent control issue takes the national stage. Now, we are battling it here in California, but now it's being discussed uh, the, throughout the country. I'm only going to uh, touch on a snippet of this article because the majority of this article I want to address in its own episode, which is coming because we're going to talk about rent stabilization ordinances or so-called, but better known as rent control. So this this is a piece from this uh, this headline from the National Association of Realtors, also known as NAR. They, they post from Portland, Maine to Portland, Oregon, several jurisdictions have recently considered rent control regulations. Most states preempt local governments from adopting rent control measures in any form. In the states where rent control is permitted, such as California, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, and the District of Columbia, local jurisdictions are able to regulate rental rates based off specific parameters written in the state law. So um, this is something I want to—I really want to get into because a law here in California that is basically the last bastion for protection of, of property owner rights and landlord rights is called Costa-Hawkins. And it's been under much attack uh, in the past few years, more so last year with Proposition 10. And it looks like we're going to be battling it again, um, both at the local level and at the state level. Uh, like, for example, as of this recording, um, Long Beach is looking to have a hearing and a vote on April 2nd. So this episode is going up after April 2nd. I intend to be there. I know for a fact that the Pacific West Realtors will be there pleading the cause for the landlords and homeowners in Long Beach to try to stonewall rent control because that's our job. We're supposed to be looking after the interests of those that own property and are looking to buy property in the area. 
So this is going to be revisited without a doubt in the next election cycle here at the uh, in 2020. Uh, leading on to the next one, I'm not going to get into the details of this, but it's it's something I want to cover again in that episode regarding this thing specifically. And that this is from the Brennan Law Firm. They put they posted out a memo that uh, um, there's there's a new bill being introduced at the state legislature that will that will allow tenants to withhold rent. Um, this is still in the works. I don't know where the voting is as of now, but what makes it interesting is some of the things that are trying to be accomplished by setting up what are called tenant associations. So now, what is a tenant association? I've heard of homeowners association. I never heard of a tenant uh, association. And it looks like uh, there might be uh, some of these groups popping up here uh, more and there. So we'll see what that looks like later on. Moving on to the next headline, and this is again regarding rent, um, that the rent costs in Los Angeles and Orange Counties in this is California rising at fastest pace in 11 years. This is from the Consumer Price Index information. It highlights that it's the biggest uptick since rents jumped 5.9% in January 2008. It's far above February's regional inflation rate for all goods and services, which rose at a 2.5% annual pace. It tops the national increase for rents, 3.5%, and is the key reason why local inflation topped the U.S. rate of 1.5%, the lowest since August 2016. It's the largest rent hike in February among two dozen metro areas tracked by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, just ahead of Atlanta's 5.2% and San Diego's 4.9%. And it topped rent inflation contained in the new Consumer Price Index for Riverside and San Bernardino counties, which is 4.6%. So this is really interesting because then uh, this is keeping mind when we're in a rent control uh, state well th- there's different cities that practice rent control so this from this was from the orange county register you can read the whole article once i post this on the show notes and from the curb los angeles um, website they posted the la rent control increases will climb to four percent in 2019 making it the highest level in a decade so the way rent control works is that technically there's um there's basically a rent cap that you can raise rent only so much on a schedule on an annual basis and normally it's been capped at three percent and la is actually raising it to four percent which i find very peculiar considering that la county just suspended or did a rent freeze for the unincorporated areas of los angeles so anyway this is a very interesting stuff that's uh, that's happening here because there's a lot that wants to be addressed when it comes to the housing affordability issue so here's a tease in an upcoming episode is i'm introducing a segment called debunking real estate myths it's one that you're not going to want to miss because i talk about the the whole dynamic of buying versus renting but i make the case that renting especially here in california is so expensive you might as well be paying a mortgage and i show you why and that's an upcoming episode of debunking real estate myths you'll know it when you hear it so let's move on with these headlines here that was my pitch for a future episode um this is from bloomberg.com u.s pending home sales fell by more than expected in february so this is what we've been seeing in the industry that we're in the slow period but everybody always wants to report the negative news and and do it on a mouth on, on the megaphone because they can get they can make it sound louder and the more negative it sounds and the louder it sounds it sounds like doom and gloom look the slow season is after summer right before the tax season. After that, people are getting the tax returns and want to use that as a deposit towards a new home. And when the summer comes around, families that do not have the kids in school at the moment and are not traveling are able to move. So that's why the summer is the hot selling season. So everybody always panics between October and February. It's like, oh my gosh, look, the, the housing sales figures are falling. And of course, they always do this. U.S. pending home sales 
fell by more than expected in February. Look, every time you put on the news, you hear the it, it's always saying that it fell by more than expected or it came in lower than expected or it came in higher than expected. When do you hear a news article that says came in as expected? So if all these experts and analysts are supposedly so good, why are they always screwing up the numbers? Just an FYI, and it's a pet peeve of mine, okay? I'm just being honest here. Maybe it's the heat today, but I've got a lot of gripes with these that report the news. But there's an interesting thing about this. Yes, the, there is a, house, a slowdown because there was a concern with the high interest rates that were being pushed by the Fed, which since then have been dropped, which leads me to this next article from Freddie Mac. Freddie Mac, this is from Freddie Mac's website, okay? They say they make homeownership and rental, and rental housing more accessible and affordable. What they really are is a company that operates in what is called the secondary mortgage market. So what they do is that the first mortgage that you're buying from the banks, those mortgages can then be sold in the secondary market to different banks via Freddie Mac and the bigger one you probably know, Fannie Mae. But we're not going to get into that one this time. We can talk about the intricacies about the secondary mortgage market in some other time. So Freddie Mac says that the housing market will regain momentum this spring. Rising sales demand and more inventory will spark action. And that is the case because pricing looks to have been regulated. And as some inventory stays in the market a little longer, the pricing will go down. And the thing is, there aren't that many people on the market right now. Most of them are actually waiting for their tax returns. So if they're still in process of filing their taxes, obviously, they're not shopping right now, but they're obvious. They're most likely looking. That's beyond a reasonable doubt. They are looking, but not acting until they know how much they'll be able to keep on their check. And for those that are really savvy, they're going to want to buy real estate so they can report it on their taxes next year so they can have some tax benefits there. So that's an interesting thing that Freddie Mac is, is jumping on the gun on that. And while the Fed is talking about even continuing to cut the interest rate lower that just tells you we're going to enter another busy housing season which also leads me to this this is from startribune.com home builders get boost from dropping interest rates market shows signs of stabilizing for spring Again, you can dive into that article if you want, but we're just moving on from now. And we basically covered just about every single article that I wanted to get through for this segment. This is from um, Yahoo Finance because I find it very, very interesting that most people, most of the young generation doesn't think about this. So imagine, say, oh, I have time. And then when you get to that time and realize this fact, this article says, <coughs> it doesn't cough, I cough. The article says half of older Americans have nothing in retirement savings older americans the bad news is that almost half of americans approaching retirement have nothing saved in a 401k or other individual account the good news is that the new estimate from the u.s government accountability office what the heck is that is slightly better than a few years earlier so this office is saying that the number is slightly better than a few years earlier. They go on to say this. Of those 55 and older, so those are the so-called older Americans, 55 and older, 48% had nothing put away in a 401k style defined contribution plan or an individual retirement account, according to that government accountability office estimate for 2016 that was released Tuesday. That's an improvement from the 52% without retirement money in 2013. Um, yeah, but how many older people are there since then? That number, that 40% could probably be a larger part of the population anyway, because Americans keep getting older. Yeah, that's the way, that's the way age works. So, so get this. 
If you don't have any retirement plans at the age of 55 and you're looking to retire in 10 years, how can you? How would you be able to pay your overhead responsibilities of, say, if you're still paying a mortgage or you're paying a rent or you got to pay utilities, you got to pay insurances, you got to pay taxes? You need some form of income. Well, I have my Social Security. It's like, why do you think that these politicians are always battling it out over Social Security? Social Security is bankrupt. And besides, you can't even survive on a Social Security check for everything that comes out of your pocket on a monthly basis. Where is your retirement money? Well, that's why you listen to this show, to get the answers through real estate. I already told you. I told you before. I told you in several episodes. Give me a call. You know how to reach me. And I'll give you my email at the end of this. But just the FYI, you want to talk how real estate can service you better so you don't have to run into this problem when the time comes because you're counting on someone else to take care of your money. Look, everybody says they don't trust the government. Whether you're on the left or the right, everybody says they don't trust the government. So why do you want to trust it with your health care? Why do you want to trust it with your retirement savings? Why do you want to trust it with your safety? If you can afford to take care of it yourself, you will do it. But why are you going to turn to the government when there's problems? Oh, government, come and help me. And then when the government comes along, man, you guys suck. Do not rely on the government to take care of you. They're not your mom. They're not your dad. Career politicians are only after number one, which is themselves. They're not after your interests. I don't want to get all political on it, but that you guys know that's the truth. Whether you're left and the right or the center, you know that's the way the government basically runs itself. But real estate is the key for you to be able to secure retirement savings and even better, to have your property pay your retirement and pay your property off without you having to lift a finger. That's super awesome. And because I mentioned that, I'm legally obligated to tell you that I'm an associate broker at Mark One Real Estate and my department real estate number is zero. 01909449. I don't say that because I, I want to. I say it because I have to or else I get in trouble. So that's just the way things work. Also, your next look, if you really want to discuss how real estate can help you along and prepare for retirement, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Uh, so long as you start getting things rolling, you'll be surprised what you're able to achieve in such a short time. Um, not talking about getting rich quick here. That's not what I said. I'm talking about being able to create a financial plan and a road to wealth for yourself. And that is through real estate. And Mark One Real Estate has one of the best programs available out there, a unique one at that, that's picking up a lot of traction that other partnering uh, companies outside of us are trying to basically jump on this wagon, if you will, and are finding great success with their clients. And that is the Mark One um, Wealth Academy. So you want to have a conversation about how this can help you out, how you can have retirement savings and not have to worry about it. That then goes to tell you that you got to call me at 714-512-2041. 714-512-2041. My email is andres at segoviares.com. Andres at segoviares.com. And since basically I just gave you an ad, I might as well tell you about the Landlord Conference coming April 17th at the Long Beach Convention Center. The Apartments Owners Association of America is looking after your interests. And they have a lot of free seminars to inform you about the ins and outs of property management, of home ownership, and also legal and tax advice that they're able to give you because these are being given by licensed attorneys that's my plug-in for them you want to learn more about them is www.aoausa.com aoausa.com they are not affiliated with my program i have been to two of their events and i am going again april 17th i encourage you to join me in visiting and supporting this group but anyway that is that i guess i should touch on one last thing today okay is it andres or andres what is it it's like well did you hear my accent it's both It's the Andres Segovia show. That's me speaking in my English language. Pero hablo español. 
y lo pronuncio Andrés. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Remember, if you have a question about real estate, you want featured on this program, or hey, you never know, your question could be so good, it might become a whole episode on its own, then that is the same email, Andres at SegoviaRES.com or Andres at SegoviaRES.com. That's S-E-G-O-V-I-A-R-E-S.com. Take good care of yourself. Stay cool. Uh, I'm drinking some form of lemon juice with tea and some honey in there. It's refreshing at the same time warm. I don't know why. But yeah, anyway, I don't know if I'll have one of those for next time. Thank you so much, and I'll see you guys on the next episode of the program.